Welcome to the Life of Faith North podcast, where you can access the latest Sermon of the Week and explore our archive of past messages. To access other resources or view live content, please visit us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Life of Faith North. We hope you will find this message encouraging and uplifting as you listen. Go in your Bible, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to continue talking about the subject of faith, right? And because we have uh, so many guests with us, I'm just going to kind of try to quickly bring everybody somewhat up to speed. You know, as we teach on church, uh, and we teach on faith as a church family, let's just kind of a little bit of review. What is faith? Faith is what? Faith is our positive response to what Jesus has already done. Mm-hmm. I like to say it like this, faith is simply our yes to what Jesus has done. Mm-hmm. Right? What else is faith? Faith is an invitation into a relational action. Mm-hmm. Right, faith is an invitation, and and guys, kind of like this kind of my friend, and some of y'all know him. You've met him online, Ian Smith, mm-hmm. who uh, co-pastored with us up in Canada. He's starting something, and for all the men that are here, if you're not a part of it, it's called the Hero Collective. Mm. It's on Facebook. You just Google in Facebook Hero Collective, and you can join it. That's awesome. And Ian is getting ready to to launch that and doing a great job. But he shared something with me because he was talking about every verse. Right, every verse in the Bible is an invitation to a journey. Mm-hmm. That's why we call it a passage. Oh, I love that. Mm. Every verse is an invitation to a journey. I like what Ian says. This he says, the Bible, the verses, they're not just something. No. They're an invitation to go. And do what the verses say. And that's faith. Right? We also have said in the past, faith is our full persuasion in what Jesus has already done. Right? In a good church speak, we call that trust. Trust is simply being fully persuaded. As an example, again, I can see that everyone in here is fully persuaded in our chairs. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? Because you're seated. Yes. I love the little brother right here. He's so persuaded. He's snapping. That's right. That's how persuaded he is that the chair will hold him up. That's right. Does that make sense? That's all trust is. Trust is I have a full persuasion mm-hmm. that what Jesus did is true, real, and for me. That's right. Does that make sense? So let's go then to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And again, just for, we haven't done this yet, and if you're you're curious, feel free to read uh, Hebrews chapter 11 this week. I love it. It's called the Great Faith Chapter. And every person mentioned in this chapter, it shows you what faith will produce. That full persuasion, right? That simple saying yes, Mm-hmm. Right, and that invitation into an action is this whole chapter, right? But it says in verse six, "But without faith, it is impossible to please God." 
How many of you would like to please God? Did you know it's, you can please God. You just can't do it without faith. We please God when we're fully persuaded. We please God when we give him our yes. That's right. We please God when we step into that relational action that the scripture gives us. That Every time that pleases God. Does that make sense? Yes. It's kind of like, I'm going to pick on my son, Kagan. <laughs> the look. Yes. I appreciate that. It pleased me. And even though, here's the thing. Now, you went last night because you knew I just had a soul-stirring sermon. Is that why you're thinking about it? Is that why you're thinking about it? Why? I'm serving the texting. So you went and you didn't want to babysit kids. Okay, that's about right. So, it's, hey, listen. Have, 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 sometimes that's been your motivations too with God. I'm kind of here. Kind of here for some stuff. Did you know that again? God will take that and go. You know, we're so glad you're. Yes. That doesn't move him. Now listen to me. Somebody needs to hear this morning. Yes. God is pleased to dwell with you. Yes. Did you know you don't aggravate God? I don't know who did. Did you know that you know you don't aggravate God? Mm. You don't annoy him. Don't annoy him. He doesn't ever look down and go, oh, here comes Brad again. It's that kid. <laughs> no. All of God's children are special needs, right? <laughs> Right. So, me. <laughs> so you don't aggravate God, don't annoy God. God isn't irritated when you come to him. That's right. Even if at times you come to him selfishly. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you're coming. So it says here. So without faith, we can't please him. Now it keeps reading. Because he that comes to God. Anyone who comes seeking relationship with God must believe two things. How many things? Two. You must believe what? That he is. And? That he is a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him. Again, if you desire to have relationship with God, it's going to take faith, all we just said. But remember, it's two things. Mm -hmm. Here in this verse, two things are the pathway to getting to know God. A, that he is. And again, this includes and begins with that he actually exists. Right, for sure. But it's not limited to just he exists. Mm -hmm. It's you believe he is who he said he is. Right. How many of you, I don't have lots of gifts here today. How many of you believe that I'm Brad? Mm -hmm. who, who here believes? Now, how come? No, he else. That's true. Trouble. But, uh, but how, many, how many of you asked to see my driver's license? Yes. Did you, did you ask to see about my passport? No. Birth certificate? No. No. Birth certificate? I mean, not. We could. 
But so how did you believe that I had prayer? Simply because I told you, help me, my name is Brad. Uh-huh. And you said, oh, guess why don't we do that with Paul? Right. When he simply introduces himself as, like we talked about, hey, my name's Jehovah Jireh. What's your name? Right. The God. Right. Hey, my name is Jehovah Rapha. Yes. What's your name? I'm right. the God who. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, hey, my name is Jehovah Sidkenu. I'm, I'm the God who is righteous. What's your name? Yes. And why is it that we fight to believe God when he simply introduces himself, but we would not fight with each other when we simply introduce ourselves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thought about that. How much you actually believe with not a whole ton of evidence. All kinds of stuff that people say. Mm-hmm. Right? And Brother Henry can say, my name is Oliver Sockwatch. And I just lied to you. <laughs> yes. So we must believe that he is and, and I get so I that he will reward based on who he is. Basically, it's like this in the Brad translation. That if God is Jehovah Jireh, he's the God who provides, then he will relate to you, he will act toward you, he will express himself toward you based on who he said he is. Right. Does that make sense? That's what that word reward means. Mm -hmm. It means that he will simply be who he said he is. So if he said, I'm Jehovah Jireh, I'm the God who provides, then we go, oh, then you're going to provide for me. And a soul here can say amen. <laughs> Did you well, no? Yes. Sadly. Come on now. I'm, I'm getting off. Remember, what faith is simply our yes to do. Right. Right. Simply my no to do. That's right. Exactly. When I say, no, God, I know you said you're Jehovah Jireh, but I'm good. I got it. You know, those are the three most dangerous words in the English language. <laughs> I got this. So as we're getting to know God, it's really important to realize we've only heard about God from other things, other people, other sources. But as we're getting to know God, we go to his word. Very good. Without all that other stuff, we, we can. He wrote this so that we can understand him, so that we can know him. So, for example, if you're just getting to know me and you have a pressing need for a Spanish interpreter, but you don't know me very well yet. But as you get to know me, all of a sudden you realize Selena speaks Spanish and she's an interpreter. I need that. So you would come to me and say, hey, I need a, I need an interpreter for this one situation. Could you help me? Absolutely. See, you just got to know me and then you approached me based on what you just realized about me. And then I rewarded you with what I have for you. It's that simple, really. So there's things about God you may or may not know about him. But when you see them in the word, you're like, healer, provider. I've never heard that. I heard judge. I heard this. I heard the other. That's all I've ever heard. But if you just go, okay, you know what? Face value. 
you know, maybe you've heard about me through someone else, but maybe it's just time for you to come meet me and for us to hang out together so you can get to know me from my own mouth, (laughs) from my own experiences and my own testimony, so to speak, right? Maybe it's time for you to go straight to God and get to know him in these areas that you've only heard about. And now you start relating to him based on that area, knowing, well, I mean, if you say that and I'm getting to know you, then I'm coming to you for that. And I know that you'll, you'll reward me in that area. It's just that exchange again, beautifully an invitation into relationship. So let's go to first John. Is this all good? Try to catch everybody up. You kind of, again, as they say, you kind of smelling what we're stepping in. Just gotta make sure we're all together. All, huh? You probably should turn on. What you just say? Nothing. Just saying. Can we turn the AC on? That is a miracle because uh, I'm usually cold. Meantime, the wind gets cold. I'll look at the kids and say, kids, you need to put your sweater on. Your mother's cold. Yes. <laughs> So first John chapter one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Audra. What are we looking for? We're looking for verses says, in God is love. I had it marked. This Bible is still learning how to preach. Yes. So I've marked it in a different place, but I hadn't marked it in this one. It's in first John. Uh, it's either three or four. So somebody help the preacher out. It's about God is love. Four verse eight. Four verse eight. Thank you, sir. And also the three. Oh, yes. There you go. So let's look at this. So back at verse seven. Beloved, it says, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Verse 8, he who does not love does not know God. Why? For God is love. Yes. Is. He is love. Amen. Love is not just an emotion that God has. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Hello, are you with me? Amen. He shares love. That, that is an interesting statement, especially in our current culture, because love is a misunderstood thing. Right, especially in our language, because how many of you, you love pizza? You're like me. Anybody love pizza? Love hot dogs. Anybody love ice cream like I love ice cream? Anybody love ice cream? Mm. How anybody love? Mm. I'll take a gerbil. Goldfish. Uh-huh. Hey. That's why the insults to the cat this morning, okay? Just to make that clear. I I it's is eating the eggs, so 
Yes. And so now, but how many of you, you know, I also love my wife. Right. I love my children. What'd you say? Mm. <laughs> yes. But, but how many of those all mean very different things, don't they? Yes. Loving pizza and loving my wife. They better be different. <laughs> you, you understand? Uh -huh. And in a world where love also has been twisted. Yes. It's hard to sometimes understand when we say, and God is uh -huh. love. So let's define that. that can yes, all kinds of all things. Kinds of True. So go to Romans chapter 5. Is this okay this morning? Everybody good? It's good. Very good. Romans chapter 5. I know it's very basic. Because listen, this is, this is the understanding of God that radically changed my life. Mm-hmm. When I finally understood what this meant, and I believed it. Right. Because see, I'm like many of you. How many of you, you're like me, you grew up in what we call church. How many of you, you're like me, you had a drug problem. You were drugged to church every time the doors were open. That was my drug problem, right? They drugged me there. I didn't want to be there. Didn't care to be there. There's many times I'd rather stay at home and watch TV. Yeah. But my mama drugged me to church. Uh-huh. Right. And I went to a wonderful place that was a Christian-based Bible school, and they taught me all kinds of great stuff. But somewhere along the way, I didn't understand what we're talking about. Right. I didn't understand the concept of what this means that God loves me. Mm -hmm. Because he is love. Mm -hmm. right? So it goes here. Romans chapter 5. I'm going to start in verse 1. And it says, So therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I can't help myself. i got to stop here just for a second. Did you know you're at peace with God? Yes. This is why I said, do you know God's not mad at you? Right. There's your verse right there. There's one of them. The other one is in Colossians where Paul says again, he says, God sits on the throne at peace with you because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. Yes. That was my turnaround. Yeah, that, that right there, that was my turnaround because I thought God would be at peace with me based on my performance, based on whether I did everything I was supposed to do or didn't do the things I wasn't supposed to do. The no-nos were off, you know, that was the turning point for me. Is this a God's position to the world? Again, we're coming into this. Yeah. yeah. Jesus is born. Right. Right. Being group <laughs> angel. Right. Uh, so. No. He, he's showy. Don't look at me. Right. <laughs> Says. Boy, it's born. Hangs out in the sky for two years and follows people around. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Well, what was the first explanation? What was some Christmas stars? It says Peace on Earth. On goodwill toward men. Goodwill from who to men? From God. Mm. 
Right. So his declaration was, it's because of Jesus. Yes. There is now peace on earth and from me, goodwill. Yes. So glad. The war with sin is over. Amen. Amen. Somebody needs to hear. I can't help. I, I, have you ever heard the story? And I can't say his name because it was Japanese. <laughs> right. 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 Span. We're just going to call him Ishi. Okay. Sure. I, I don't know. Not here. Not but the story goes, this is a true story. You can Google it and look it up. But this man uh, was a Japanese soldier during World War II. He was trained to fight guerrilla warfare, and he was put with his little platoon or whatever on an island in the Philippines, right? And they fought a guerrilla war. Well, then the war ends. It's over. The United States, the Allies have won. Uh, there's peace. And they start announcing it and dropping leaflets all over the Except Ishii and his men didn't believe it. They thought it was all propaganda from the American side. So they kept fighting. Oh. And for 30 years, everybody say 30 years. 30 years. Fight World War II. Then the gorilla hit and runs one by one. They're either die or they're killed as they do different stuff till all the issue is left. Mm. And he keeps fighting until finally his story gets out and they send like this Japanese reporter over to the island and he's announcing it and he somehow and he meets the guy and says, what are you doing? And so Ishii says, until my commanding officer comes to this island, <laughs> It relieves fear of duty. I refuse to believe the war is over and I will keep fighting. So praise be to Jesus, the demon was still alive in Japan. So the war, the, the reporter goes and gets it and they do what he comes. But listen to me, this man fought a war for 30 years and was over. Right. And we that's kind of shocking. Yeah. Because I've met Christians who have been fighting the same war for 2,000 years. Yeah. Mm. When Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and ended God's war with sin by sacrificing himself, shedding his blood, and raising from the dead, and living out that declaration of there is now peace on the earth between God and man. So why am I fighting a war that Jesus said? And why am I waging war against the people he has made peace with? Right. Right. Because there's also Christians who are still doing that. Yes. Listen to me. If you haven't heard what Jesus did for you is he died as you. And he took away your sin. Right, that's what the death on the cross, and he rose again from the dead. Right, when you put your trust, your confidence, your yes 
And you say, I will live after what I believe you are. It says, then through his resurrection, he gives you eternal life. Right. Again, and if you haven't heard this, eternal life doesn't start when you die. Eternal life starts when you say yes to Jesus. That's right. Exactly. You just get to step over into it. You have a question. Huh? Questions? Question? Yes. What? One more thing. Confusion. You know, the temptation and sin are not the same thing. Yep. Okay, just for fun. This is all good. How many of you believe when God made that he was saved without sin? How many of you believe that? Right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, that means God was Right. To make the Father made Adam in his image, Adam was made without sin. Right. Yeah. So don't confuse temptation and sin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Sure. Why do Christians sin? Why most Christians sin because they don't believe they're righteous. Right. Just frankly honest. When? Right, so we make everybody sin conscious. Just let, let's real quick for this kind of stuff. This is okay. Everybody doing good? Yes. Everybody having fun? I'm having Not fun. Not as much fun as me. It's okay. You'll catch up. <laughs> but go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And y'all remind me where we were. If we don't get to it this week, we'll come back to the definition of love. And if you're a guest with us and won't be with us next week, you can catch us online. That's right. Or through the recording. But this is important because of where it comes. And Selena and I finally settled all the stuff. Hey, guys, listen, we love your questions. Yes. We're here to help you where you are. Yes. So please talk to her. Yes. We're not here so you can be impressed how well I prepared the message. No. And we just settle that forever. We're here to help you. Where, and listen to me. And the reason why is, is because as you go through your life, you're going to bump into people. And whether they know it or not, every human being on the planet is on a God journey. Yes. Everyone. Yes. Right. Our job as Christ followers is to step they are in the journey and then take the next step. Right. That's it. Yeah. Everyone is on a God journey. Why? Because God is wooing all man. Mm -hmm. God is active and alive. Why? Because he's a being of faith. As we've said, faith is impressive. Right. Faith is active. So for our God who is a faith being, he is active, y'all. Yes. And he is walking with. Whether yes. They know or not. Right. And he has given them little drops of glory, little ahas. In the hopes that they'll turn and go, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? Start asking. And it start going, and it ain't me. Right. Right. Here we go. First Corinthians, or Corinthians chapter five. Let's go here real quick. Answer the question. So why do Christians sin? Why does anybody sin? Non-believers, or let's say it like this, those who have yet made the decision to follow Jesus sin because it's in their nature to sin. Yeah. 
Right. I, I got to pop a bubble here real quick. Do you understand man is not intrinsically good? Correct. Anybody with little children should know that very well. <laughs> I love all of my kids, but I didn't have to teach any of them how to lie. They just did that on their own. Right. right we can sit down and say, okay, how do you lie? Oh, I want to get a spanking so you don't tell the truth. We never told them. They just did that. Why? Yeah. Because all men were born unrighteous. Mm -hmm. Because of Adam's sin, a nature was given to mankind to be evil. Mm -hmm. Men are not basically good. Men are desperately wicked and in need of a savior. Right. Right. I agree on that. Yeah. So that's why non-believers sin. Mm -hmm. Why do believers sin? But if they don't know or don't believe, they've been transformed. I lost most of you, right? <laughs> I, again, I told you what my kids say in the words. You're a marble character. Right. right. For about a second, and you can see how much like Jesus you actually look like. Mm -hmm. You can see how transformed you actually are. Correct. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Paul said, brethren, I beg you, right, that you do things, you present your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. I beg you that you renew your thinking and let your life be transformed to the reality of righteousness. Why? That word transformed is where we get the word metamorphosis from in the Greek language. It's metamorpho. Anybody know what metamorphosis is? It's the butterfly. Anybody did the butterfly thing when you went to mm. Come on, y'all play with me now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, so, what changed into a butterfly? Captain. How different are those two critters? Not the... But aren't they the same? No. Yes, they are. The DNA that was in the caterpillar crawled up into what's called the chrysalis. But through the process of transformation, if you've ever looked at it, the literally the caterpillar dissolves and turns into a suit on the inside and then is remade into a butterfly. So that what once could only crawl now can fly. Mm -hmm. Right. Listen to me. You crawled up into Christ by faith. Right. And he liquefied your old self. Right. He did with who you were. He turned you spiritually into a goo within himself. And then through the Holy Spirit and the word of God, he builds you into his image. Right. Right. So when you come out of the other side of baptism, you were born again. Not like you were, but like he is. And what limits us is what we don't believe yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like the butterfly who doesn't believe it can fly. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all it does is hang out on the ground, mm -hmm. wishing and longing. You love me. I am longing for you. 
Why? Because I don't believe I'm actually trapped. Yeah. No. Okay. But see, you've been been radically transformed. Your spirit man is part of the seed of Abraham. Remember, Paul said that there would be a seed, capital S, who is Christ. And from the seed of Abraham would come many seeds like him. Anybody ever planted corn before? Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that? Beans? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say corn. You put that corn seed. Have you ever looked at a corn seed? Mm-hmm. How much does the corn seed look like the kernel? Just like it. Almost just like But when you plant the corn seed, what comes up? A stalk. Nope. Butter beans? <laughs> Watermelon? What comes up? If you poke corn in the ground, what? Corn. Corn. Right? So if we were to cross. Mm. Who is the seed? Mm-hmm. Of Jesus and God in resurrection. Broken open from the ground. And he begins to grow as he told them. Remember, the kingdom of heaven is like. And he took a kernel put it in the ground, and it would begin to grow. First would come the blade, then would come the stalk, then would come the ear, and out from the ear would come many, like what you put in the ground. So that's why, to me, Jesus was on the cross going, bury me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And that's why Paul said, and later in Romans, he says, if the king of this age, the devil, Truly understood what was going on. He would have never touched the Lord of glory. Mm -hmm. He would have left him alone. Mm -hmm. But he did know because he's a dummy. Mm -hmm. That's right. He is not omniscient. His hands and he kills the seed. The seed seed is resurrected by the power of God and it begins to produce. Begins to produce others mm-hmm. who will be born again in the likeness of the one who was buried. Amen. Because mm-hmm. listen, if you actually understood and accepted the radical transformation of salvation, mm-hmm. oh my God, mm-hmm. you wouldn't struggle with what is catching. Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I doing all right? Yes. Awesome. Second Corinthians chapter five. Let's look up and we'll start. Mm, we'll start around verse 12. It says, for we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. Aren't you know there's a ton of people like that, amen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who boast of being Christians, but they ain't nothing close to it. Again, if you're here and you've ever been hurt by somebody and they didn't look like Jesus, they probably weren't saved. Just going to throw that out there real quick, okay? Amen. But verse 13, for if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. I feel like beside myself this morning. But if we are of a sound mind, it is for you. Mm-hmm. Love verse 14, for the love of Christ compels us because we judge this way. That if one died for all, then all have died. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but they should live for him who died and rose again. 
Verse 16, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, we know him this way no longer. I got to pause right there for a second. Do you understand? We do not identify with the Jesus that walked around on we identify with the Jesus that rose again from the dead. Right. Amen. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. That's what Paul's saying. We at one time knew Jesus. But now, the Jesus is here now. Woo! Whole different critter. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Whole different person. Yeah. Whole different man. I do not identify with the identify with the one who rose again. Why? Because I am not buried in the likeness of the one who died, but I am buried in the likeness of the one who rose. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And is seated at the right hand of the Father. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Remember, Jesus died as mm -hmm. so that you could be raised from the dead as him. Right. Mm -hmm. You get a glimmer of that in your new born again experience. That's why Paul said it's salvation. Mm -hmm. Why the Holy Spirit comes and it's the down payment of what's to come. Mm -hmm. Come on, y'all. If the Holy Ghost is just the down payment. Right. 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 Because so far the down payment has changed following. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. The down payment has shown me seeing people seen blind. Right. Right. Yeah. I've seen people who were on their death. Mm -hmm. I've seen mockery. When I lived in a country where it was more dangerous to go to the hospital than not. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Listen, if the down payment is as science, can't wait till he seals the deal. Right. You know why? Because I'm looking walking through walls. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to traveling at the fall. It's like he's. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Promise. You let this transform you, you'll finally be excited about your salvation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Most are not excited. Again, I say this so many, most believers are salesmen of the gospel. They're not satisfied customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a satisfied customer mm -hmm. of myself. Mm -hmm. I have tasted and I have seen the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. I have seen what he did with me, who was a self-righteous, hypocritical bigot mm -hmm. and transformed by the love and the nature of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. I have tasted of the powers that's cut. I have seen the glimmer of mm -hmm. the other side. We have heard angels. We have seen angels. We have experienced the things of heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you can't tell me I'm the same way I was. Yeah. Right. I have changed. I have been transformed. I am just limited by a body that hasn't been changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's the slave, not the master. That's right. Amen. Y'all doing good? Yes. I know that the heart can only receive what the backside can assure. 
That's why we got squishy chairs. Y'all look good. Squishy chairs. Backside's okay. We'll kind of be laying in the plane here. We're still going. This is one of my favorite, favorite passages. Right? So we don't know anyone according to the flesh. Even though we knew Jesus according to the flesh, we know him this way no longer. Verse 17. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. New creation. What has passed away? Old things. What are the old things? Sin nature. How about the sin nature? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slaves unto sin. How about your anger issue? Oh, you had to go there. That's right. That's right. Listen to me. Y'all, I've said this story before. I can't help it. I got to say it one more time. So when we were in Canada, I used to love watching that show, Pimp My Ride. This is a premise show. Pimp My Ride is there's somebody that knows somebody, not a car person, but let's just pretend, that has an old car that they really want to fix up. So the loved one works with the show and they come and steal. It's so funny to watch. The, to me, that's the favorite part of the show. They steal this guy's car and he comes out and his beat up Pinto is gone. <laughs> like so and he thinks about himself. And he's just all upset. He's calling the cops and they're doing this. Meanwhile, they got the thing over in, in a shop and they're they're pimping it out. They're fixing it up. The one show that I did this with, the guy literally had like a, a pinto. Like he had this lemon of a car. Lemon. Lemon. But he loved fish. So they literally put an aquarium in the back of his pinto. So he could have fish in his car while he thumped tunes on his face as he drove down the road with his fifth out pinto. Fish. 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 They're doing all this stuff. And they're and I remember looking at that and just as, as funny as God is, God plays with me. I don't know if he plays with you, but he plays with me. And so I'm sitting there going, that's going to make a great sermon. Uh-huh. So I spent like all week, I download the episode, I'm chopping up pieces, and I'm going to call the message, Jesus wants to pimp your lot. <laughs> right? He's going to save your life, and he's going to fix it, he's going to put stuff in it, and it's going to be all this. And as God can only do, he lets me work on that thing all week long. I work on it from Monday, Friday afternoon. I'm finalizing edits and I'm getting ready and it's close to the end of the day and the Holy Spirit just on the inside of me says, you, you know I didn't do that, right? And I remember stopping at my desk going, pardon? He goes, you know, just on the inside, you know I've never pimped out anybody's life. And he took me to this verse. He says, see, when you came to me, I didn't take your old life and simply make it better. I took your old life and destroyed it and gave you a new creation. See, you're not a tricked out, pimped out, busted out old life. If he destroys the old life and he gives the earth something that never existed before, that's Christ in In you. The hope of his glory. Yeah. Very good. See, he comes and he dwells. And he doesn't want to dwell in my old rusted out Right. He wants to dwell in a new creation of his making. That's right. Of his pleasing. Of his pleasure. So he remade me. Amen. That's why Paul says over and over, do you not understand that you are the very habitation of the living God? 
You are the temple not made with hands. You are the one whom he made because you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. How much has become new? All. All things have become So how much of your old stayed with you? None. Unless you dig it up and drag it with you. And, and Brother Glenn, that's what the ancient Hebrews do. They go back to the grave. <laughs> the grave robber. Most believers are grave robbers, yes, sir. I died daily. I died daily since a five wheel goes to his constant. Right. In the sense of Paul said, you will do two things. You have a mind that must be renewed and you have a body that must be subjected. Mm -hmm. Paul said also, he says, I buffet my body. I tell, I jokingly say it is a joke. It's not buffet, like all oh, you can eat buffet. That's not what Paul was saying. I don't eat my way, you know. But uh, in Christ Jesus, I can eat all the Christ who's straight. No, no, we don't do that. <laughs> right? But Paul says, I put my body under. That's right. So you remember again, and, and I think, guys, listen, and, and I'm going to ask this for the first time, I think, publicly. Help me know how to say this well. See, what we don't teach well either is, see, our salvation isn't 100% complete yet. Like I said, we've got the down payment, and we can live in the fullness, just like if you bought a down payment. How many of you down paid on your... Right. Yes. Down payment. And we live in it. Oh, yeah. So you don't fully own that thing yet. I know. Still. Mm-hmm. My house. <laughs> break in and do something and you're real quick say Brad that's my house mm -hmm. yes. so listen the down payment is the Holy Spirit but our body is awaiting its redemption because it's still part of the earth mm -hmm. the body is groaning like the earth is groaning for its redemption mm -hmm. right whatever might be again said like this the resident quote unquote of the sin nature is only trapped in the body mm -hmm. yeah mm-hmm does that mean? Finger here, man. Colossians. I gotta land the plane. You're doing good, Brad. It's all right. Yeah. Anytime you want to go home, go home. <laughs> we love you. Colossians. Chapter two. Verse eleven. In him, in Jesus, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands. By the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And being dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made you alive together with him, having forgiven you all of your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against you, which was contrary to you, and has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers and made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. Yes. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, again, we have children present, so I'm going to let parents instruct their children on circumcision. 
if they don't know what that is. But for those of you who know what that is, I want you to again, use your imagination. You know what circumcision is. Yeah. Right? I have two boys. We circumcised both of them. When we went to the doctor, his name was Dr. Pollock, and that procedure happened, they did not put the piece they took off in a little baggie and go, would you like to take it home? Hello, try to keep it PG here. Right? They didn't say, you know what, this makes a great reminder of things. Why don't you put it in a little jar and put it up on the mantle so you can remember where you came from. Where you came from. Hello? Right. If you're like me, they took it, they put it in a little red bag and said, you can't touch it. And it so goes over here in this thing. Biohazard. A biohazard. It's going to be incinerated. That sounds a whole lot like it's taken away from you your sin and cast it far from you as far as the east is from the west. He has buried it in a sea called the Sea of Forgetfulness. And just because it's funny and put up a sign that says no fishing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. to me. Yes. Can I read this to you? And we'll close with this from the Amplified Bible. Now, all the church family, help me remember where I left you hanging. Hmm. Colossians chapter 2. I mean for next week. Yes. Romans. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands, but in a spiritual circumcision performed by Christ by stripping off the body of the flesh, the whole corrupt carnal nature with all of its passions and its lusts. See, when you believed in Jesus, Jesus reached into your spirit where the real problem lay and he cut away yes. the sin nature from your spirit. That's right. And he removed it from you in a spiritual right. circumcision and cast it far from That's you. Right. That's right. That's right. Paul says in Romans, he made it inoperative. That's right. The other thing says he destroyed the body of flesh. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. come on. Yes. And he liberated you. Yes. And so that's why Paul says, hey, remember, you're changed. Whatever may appear of your old self in your body, kill it. Daily. Daily kill it. How do I kill it? With the word of God? What does that look like? When I go to the word of God and I see him say you're righteous and temptation shows up, mm -hmm. I go, I don't do that anymore. That's not who I am. My testimony, I was plagued most of my growing up because I just, my father's pornography when I was a young boy. For most of my life, it controlled me. Mm -hmm. And it led me into things and did different things. And guys, listen, when this dawned in my heart, when it actually happened to me, that I was transformed and I was freed from my sin in our little apartment in Canada that day when that jumped up out of my heart I shoved my away from the computer and I said that is not me any longer that's right I've been changed yes now, does that mean I'm not tempted nope. sometimes temptation comes but because my faith and my persuasion of what God has done for me has grown so strong within me that now when temptation comes, it is literally a conscious thought in my mind. I would have to go against my very nature, nature to do that. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I'm so persuaded of my righteousness that when unrighteousness appears, I see it for what it is, and that is not me. Right. That is not who I am. Paul said to Titus in chapter 2, he said, the grace of God that has appeared to all mankind has appeared and shown us two things that I can say yes Yes. to righteousness and godliness. And And I can look on righteousness in the eye and say no. I can deny its power. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I'm so, listen, last, are you so persuaded that you are right that sin can't talk you into eating of the tree anymore? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about the original sin? How right were they? As right as you can get. So they had to believe. Have you ever thought about what the devil said? He said, hey, listen, if you eat this, you'll be like God. They already were. They already were. So he had to convince them they were something that they weren't in order to get it to take of something. Mm-hmm. And he still does that. He, it's the, same, I, same. You know, it's the same stupid tool. <laughs> but the old tool is working just fine. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. listen, you are right with God if you believe. If you want to bow your heads and close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to our Life of Faith North podcast. If you would like to partner with us by giving, please visit our Cash App page. This can be found at cash.app forward slash dollar sign LOF North. We hope this message was encouraging to you today. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.